Welcome back to Restless. My name is Father Joseph Gill, priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, and you've joined myself, Gianna, and Diane, as together we young adults restlessly seek the face of Christ in the midst of today's crazy and mixed-up world. And we do want to invite or welcome Gianna here for her first uh, first podcast uh, radio show episode. Gianna, welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. John, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're from Stanford originally. Right. So I'm from Stanford. I was born and baptized Catholic. I went to Catholic school my whole life. I've always been with my faith, which more and more every day I thank the Lord for that I, I never had to stray or anything like that. And I just want to be able to bring all this joy and happiness that I feel with my faith to other people, especially my own age. That's beautiful. So fun fact, Jana's um, little brother was in Trinity High School when I was chaplain there. That's so correct. I, so I got to know Matt DiMartino way back in the day, which he's uh, he's in college now. Yes, he's in college. That's crazy. <laughs> I've been out of that school for a really long time. <laughs> Don't worry, Father Gil. We still have your CD in our living room. Do you really? Yeah. That's <laughs> why I even know who you are. <laughs> it's that CD. <laughs> wow, I'm world famous or something, at least in the DiMartino household. That's crazy. So what do you do for a living? So I am an office clerk at the Bridgeport Courthouse. Nice. Nice. I'm at the JD and not the GA. What's the GA? The GA is the geographical area. They handle um, Part B criminal matters, so no serious uh, criminal matters, you know, motor vehicle stuff, stuff like that. Judicial district, we handle the more crazier crimes. Like murders but, and things? Yes, but we also do family cases. We also do civil cases, and our housing uh, court is there as well. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. So I, I was down at the courthouse not too long ago with jury duty. It was really unpleasant. But do you, do you have to do jury duty if you work there? You know, I'm probably going to kick myself in the butt for this later. I have never had to serve jury duty yet. Oh, I'm waiting you, for my letter. You get it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm waiting for my letter, but I have never had to serve jury duty. Well, have you had it, Diane? Yeah, I have a few times, but I only went in once and I sat there for, you know, an hour or so and then they let me go. And then the other times I either, I think I got called to federal court actually in Bridgeport, but I was going to Italy. So I deferred it and then I never got called back. And the other times it was just like, you know, you call the night before and they tell you, uh, you know, you're released. So I never, that that counts towards it. It does. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. I I, haven't been called in a while, but we'll see. That's good. (laughs) Probably get a letter. I made sure to wear my cassock. So that, I mean, who's going to, who's going to want a priest on their jury, right? There you go. No one picks out. I'll be like, Jesus told me I cannot judge. So there you go. Answer the questions correct. Uh, Yeah. I mean, exactly. I'm going to be honest, brutally honest. I believe everyone gets deserves a second chance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You'll never be picked. Never be picked. That's the goal. (laughs) (laughs) But we thank those men and women who are picked and serve. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So today's topic, since we're talking about kind of a mundane topic, this seems mundane, but it's actually kind of the profound key to the spiritual life, and that's finding God in everyday life. Because sometimes we look for the big things, right? The, the retreats and mountaintop experiences and, and the, the mystical times of prayer, but 99% of our life is not that. You know, it's it's going to work. It's doing the drudgery. It's cleaning your dishes and, you know, taking the dog out and doing whatever else you do. And so, you know, we're just going to start out with like, what was the blessing of your day today? And what was the challenge of your day today? Okay, well, I guess I'll start. Um, so I, at PwC, we, uh, we have this thing called, we have these things called inclusion networks. Um, so it's, it's kind of like a, one of the diversity office initiatives. So we have a Jewish inclusion network, a Christian inclusion network, a Muslim inclusion network. It's pretty amazing to think that, you know, um, that these things exist, you know, in, at a company. Um, 
And I recently petitioned to start a Catholic inclusion network, um, just pointing out sort of the um, significant differences between, you know, Catholicism and some Protestant denominations. And um, we put together a whole presentation and business case. And ultimately, we were we were heard for our points, but they really, at the end of the day, like they wanted to focus on, um, you know, the similarities as opposed to the differences. So mm. working with that. Um, however, they did uh, talk to me about um, and sending an offer to become part of the Christian Inclusion Network leadership team. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I joined them and they've been very... Um, so number one, it's been a blessing just to meet other faith-filled people at work, you know. Um, I met a lot of Catholics through this in terms of like when we were trying to start the Catholic network. Actually, someone by God's grace, I think, found me on Google and to like started this whole kind of group chat with all these people from the New York office. So number one, just to um, kind of be lifted up by the fact that there were people in my midst who I had no idea, you know, were, were very faithful and, and wanting to um, live a life in conformity with, you know, with God's law. Wow. Um, yeah. And then number two, just meeting some of these people who are not Catholic on the Christian leadership team who are just very, um, have been very receptive to the feedback I've given them in terms of, you know, we have a Bible study and sort of talking to them about how Catholics, you know, interpret scripture differently. And we interpret scripture according to the magisterium and things like that. And they've been really great about that. And I think the biggest blessing too is that, um, you know, uh, I was able to um, petition for a national rosary, virtual rosary that we're going to be doing at PwC. So it's going to be a nationwide uh, monthly event. How many employees are at PwC? 55,000 oh, wow. in the U.S. Okay, so, so yeah, a lot of like people. a few people. This, is, this could be really big. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's one of those beautiful things because the rosary is one of my favorite devotions and Our Lady, you know, like there are promises associated with sort of, you know, spreading that devotion. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just incredible that we, you know, in this day and age that we're able to do that. And there, there seems to be a lot of interest. I mean, I was even, it's, I mean, God's grace. Like I was at a foundations and faith board meeting, nothing to do with PwC. And this board member connected me, you know, I was telling him kind of about some of the things I was doing at work and everything. And he was like, oh, I know a global relationship partner, like big, 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 you know, guy there, um, who is, who used to be the president of Lumen Institute, which is, you know, a Catholic organization for, yeah. for men. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, he was, he gave me his contact information. I had a call with him. He's kind of spreading the word internally. It's just amazing how like, you know, a month ago I thought I was totally alone. And now I have all of these new contacts and connections and, you know, I'm just like so excited to see what happens through this, uh, you know, through this monthly rosary that we, that we start. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Your, so. your faithfulness is going to lead to a lot of people coming to Christ. I, I sincerely way. hope so. Yeah. And we also, I also had the idea to start a prayer hotline. So we're, we're building out like a Google form so that people can send prayer requests in anonymously. And then we have sort of like an intercessory, intercessory team, um, made up of, you know, like other Christian denominations as well. But I think it's just beautiful that like, you know, where prayer is going to be a big part of, uh, you know, life at work. It's, it's wow. amazing. So yeah. That's great to hear. Cause I know, you know, I hear from Paul and some of the other, our other uh, co-hosts that, that the working environment, at least for him and for some of the others have been very hostile. 
yeah, the idea of faith. It sounds like PwC is actually really very open to the idea. I think that they're very open, you know, like there's the focus on diversity. You just have to, I would encourage people just to like, to take a stand in that sense, right? Of, you know, other people are advocating, you know, there's plenty of secular and groups that are kind of, you know, just not in accordance with Catholic teaching that are advocating for their you know, whatever they want. And it's like, do you just need to, for us, it was just speaking up like, okay, well, diversity applies to us too, right? In terms of uh, making sure that that we're getting uh, what we need out of sort of these inclusion networks and things. So, sure, um, sure. yeah. That's really matter, beautiful. So that was matter speaking up. So that was your blessing, but was there a challenge? Oh yeah. Today? I mean, I'm in busy season, so there's challenges every day. You oh, know, gosh. it's it's just it's it's managing the workload. It's you know, it's there's frustrations in terms of like today I did something and I've been doing it this way for like three years and someone came back and was like, no, 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 we do it like this. And I'm like, no, that's not actually part of the prescribed sort of template. You know, it's mm. it's all these things. And, and just, uh, you know, when stuff is due to you and comes in late, still needs to get done. Right. It's just uh, now it's going to be delayed and there's going to be more congestion at the end. So, sure. you know, there's there's all of that, too. Um, so, Diane, I don't think I've ever spoken with you when it's not your busy season. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, like it's pretty much busy all year round. <laughs> <It's your busy laughs> yeah, yeah, especially my new group. I mean, I'm very, again, I'm very thankful to be in this group now because I have much more flexibility to like do things outside of work. But um, yeah, it's life of PwC is just busy. Mm, sounds that way. Yes. Wow. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, you're meant to be there because yeah. you're doing good work for souls. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting, you know. Like ten years later, uh, sometimes I wonder, like, what what is my purpose here? And just this past year, a lot of things have just been revealed to me. And I think honestly, it's I have been praying for God to kind of like to for me to be able to see Him and to hear Him in my everyday life. And I think that. Maybe he's giving me the grace to be more attuned to that, and I'm mm. I'm definitely seeing the fruits of it now. Um, but awesome. again, it's been ten years, you know, of wondering like, is this like, what what good am I doing here? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I think sometimes, yeah, the Lord will will only reveal it at the right time. Exactly. We want to know ten years ago what you're doing there, but mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just you know, I guess that's a spiritual lesson for me, and maybe for everyone too, just to you know stick things out because sometimes you can't. Sometimes we just don't understand what God is doing in the moment, you know? Yeah, um, that's for sure. And we may never even know during our lifetime. It may only be revealed at the end times. Mm-hmm. But No, that's certainly true. So, Gianna, what about you? Working in the, the county courthouse, what's, uh, what was your blessing? What was your challenge? So, as you can imagine, I work in Bridgeport. I work um, in a place where, as we know, it has a reputation for not being very, I don't know, stable. So... Every day I have my blessings, every day I have my challenges, but what I like is I know that when I went into this job, I was nervous because I'd be dealing with a lot of stuff. Because before I was in housing, it was just evictions, it was just, you know, I need more time, I have my children. It was just that area of responsibility. I mean, that's hard in and of itself because you're breaking people's hearts every day. Then you go into civil and family, and it's a whole nother mess because now you're dealing with families, you're dealing with lives, you're seeing the futures of these children who are going to be going through God only knows what. You're seeing child support court. It's a whole nother mess. That's oh. a lot more Messier. morally right. So it's one thing where it's just the irresponsibility. Oh, I didn't pay my rent. I, my, my family. There's that, but then there's also I need this from this person. I need this from that person. And you just see the kids get dragged along. You see lies. You see 
anger, you see hopelessness, you see that. So I was very scared when I started just this menial job of being an office clerk, but I knew I'm here for a reason. Let's see where I could bring the Lord into this. So my hope one day is to get into criminal because I really hope I could bring the Lord into that section however way I can. So that's what my ultimate goal in judicial is. Mm. But, you know, it's been next week actually will be a year that I've been an office clerk in the family civil clerk's office. So my point is every day there's blessings, every day there's challenges. And I always expect it. I'm like, okay, what's today? But then there's some days where nothing really happens, which in itself is a blessing. So <laughs> today was really one of those days. Today was very often. right. So today was one of those days where it was just okay, pile through the day, get the work done, do your counter hours, you know, and just get through the day. Mm. So on a smaller level, when I was driving here, it was rainy and it was dark, but I managed to find my way. I got parked under a tree. I didn't even mean to do that, so I didn't get wet, and I got here fine. So was- it was the challenge of the darkness and the weather. But I got here fine. I was impressed because I was <laughs> totally expecting you to text me, being like, "Where the heck are you?" <laughs> and no, you you just walked right in the door. I was like, "Okay, that is a blessing." Yes, but that's the thing. So even seeing the very small things, like yes, you know, a, a parking space that's a God's blessing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, Definitely. a parking space. My mom has a great line. She says, "A, a warm shower is like a hug from God." <laughs> that's it's, great. It's that's really cute. true, right? I mean, yeah, like, it's cute. It's a great blessing that a lot of the world doesn't get to enjoy. That's very yeah. true. Or just the feeling of being able to lie your head on your pillow at night. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And even even in college, a prayer I would say every night is, I pray for the people who need that two-second of stress-free moment when they're about to fall asleep. Because yeah. in their lives, that's the only time they get that stress-free moment. So yeah. I've always prayed for people like that. At least let them have those two seconds where they could just lay their head on their pillow and go to sleep. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's great. How about you, Father Joseph? Um, yeah, I'm going to mention a blessing from yesterday because yesterday was, yesterday was like a tale of two days okay. uh, where you get like really great blessings, and really great challenges. And, and I love being a priest because it, it is such an extreme and you, the blessings are so great. I'll start with a challenge. And I was sharing with, uh, Diane and Gianna beforehand that, um, being a pastor means that you not only take care of the souls, but you take care of a lot of the physical plant issues of a parish. And I've got a really big school that's currently empty, uh, school building. I've got a, a pretty large church and, and a giant rectory. So, that's three boilers that I need to keep going. And last year, the school boiler went out, and we replaced it at the tune of $25,000 just for, like, the pump and stuff. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, our, our church boiler just kaput. And so we've been working literally around the clock for about two weeks now to try to get this thing up and running. And uh, so not only is it, is it cold in the church, but it's been, like, burning oil in the wrong way. So we have this white smoke billowing out of our church. It looks like we're having a conclave every single day. <laughs> Which is a problem because people driving by have called 911 on us multiple times. Wow. <laughs> the fire trucks show up. Oh, it's just this again. Yeah, it's fine. And they leave because <laughs> they're so used to it at this point. We've got, we've got a guy in there working around the clock. And so that's been a huge, huge headache, you know, just trying to deal with that day to day. But the real blessing yesterday was I got a, a chance to um, – so I work at, at Cardinal Kung Academy – classical Catholic school here in Stanford. And we took 16 boys down to the seminary in Yonkers, New York, for a little vocations event where they got a tour, we had dinner, um, prayed with the seminarians and heard their vocation stories. And it was really inspiring. First of all, the fact that 16 boys were super enthusiastic and, and even more wanted to come. And, and I kept it to 16 because I was like, I can't handle 35. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but they were so, so excited about it. And and afterwards, um, one of the boys, the youngest one, is this 12-year-old kid named Israel. Uh, he's, he's like the coolest kid in the school. And he's, he's getting into his car. I was like, how'd you like it? And he's like, he's like, 
That sealed the deal for me. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. That's amazing. <laughs> and he had talked to me about the priesthood before, but I was like, that's really, that's cool, you know? And I was like, what's the best part? The food. <laughs> mm, that's should that be your motivating factor for becoming a priest? <laughs> Gosh. Was it really that good at the seminary? It, you, you know, when you, when all you have, depending on your mom and how well yeah. your mom cooks, okay. yeah. you know, it could be like head and shoulders above your mom. That's true. That's true. Because I went to a seminary this past summer just for a retreat, but I would not say, I would not call that, you know, <laughs> the reason. Not, not the right home about. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. <laughs> also, when you're 12 years old, you know, <laughs> you set the bar pretty low. Yeah, yeah. But I will say the funny thing about that trip was that, uh, so... Like you know, like any place that's a large institution, they have a lot of different food, a lot of different sauces and, and stuff you can do. And uh, one of the boys spied a bottle of ghost pepper sauce, which is supposed to be one of the hottest peppers. And so this particular boy and I, his name is Miguel, and he and I, every time I go over his house, he and I have food challenges where I make something really bizarre and he eats it and he makes something really bizarre and I eat it. Like one of them was like um, vinegar and ice cream. Like it was disgusting. Yeah. It was, okay. Was okay. So For bad. all you out there, don't do that. Do not. I recommend doing banana and mayo on white bread, but don't do what he said. Now that sounds weird, but I've heard it's really good. It actually is really good. I thought my dad was insane, but then I tried it and I was like, oh my goodness, it's actually good. I gotta try. I gotta try that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my first reaction. <laughs> but so Miguel's like, you know, no, the vinegar and ice cream sounds worse. Miguel wants to do this this challenge. He's like, he's like, you got to try the ghost pepper. I'm like, look, no, that's that's where I draw the line. Okay, I have to go to work tomorrow. I can't. Yeah, right. I can't sit here sick. So he's like, all right, I'll try it. And then all the boys started trying it, and ghost pepper really is one Very of the hottest hot. peppers out there. Yeah. And How'd so, they do? Oh, there were tears. Aww. <laughs> tears of suffering. And I'm like, yeah, you, you know, you deserve it. They, right? they knew what they were getting into. <laughs> you knew what you're doing, yeah, exactly. But but that was actually kind of a blessing, you know. One of one of God's blessings was like the the ability to just kind of like bond with these kids and have some some like just camaraderie time with them. Yeah. Doing stupid stuff, which 14 year old boys tend to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's cool. I mean, so I mean, how can you begin just on a daily basis? Like, you know, we talked about kind of like. Some of these small things, like, like you know, the way in which you kind of like bring Christ into these situations for these very stressed out people, Gianna. Like, how can you be aware of God's presence in these everyday lives, in your everyday life? You know, just kind of the small stuff. That's a question I actually bring in my head almost every day with my job. I say to myself, where is God in this? How can I bring God into this if I can't see him? Even before I worked this job, I often said to myself, whether at the beginning of every day or at the end of every day, where did I see God today? And most likely the answer is always, you know, he was there and I felt him if I didn't see him in a big way or even a small way. But then there's other days where I'm like, you know, I'm really upset and I'm really angry at this thing. But if I put God to it, it's like he says, it's good. Well, that's the thing. We got to find it in the crosses too, mm -hmm. not just the blessings. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I would just suggest that everyone kind of, you know, like bring it to prayer, honestly, to ask the Lord to like open your eyes um, to his presence and his workings in especially in the small things, you know, because I, I do think it is a grace to be able to see that. Um, I have not like you, Gianna, I have not always. I mean, I wasn't. Yeah, I just I did not go through that exercise until like, you know, I would say pretty recently. Um and I think that's just part of the spiritual life, you know, just becoming more aware of, of the workings and sort of um, like that's part of really – I think it is important um, because it's part of growing in love, which is, you know, like what 
that's the purpose of our lives, right? Is like union, right. union with God and and the Trinity. And um, I think that the more we cultivate kind of like an awareness, right, and a self examination of the ways in which God was working, even in sort of like the midst of those troubling times, and um, I, it gives us kind of an opportunity to grow in trust and surrender to Him, and then also just to uh, really strengthen that that bond of love to see like how good he is to us, um, especially in things that we might overlook. But, you know, to, I think to garner that gratitude that comes from being aware is just super important to growth in love. And then, you know, the more you love God and are in, you know, a deeper relationship with him, you can, you can give that to others. Whereas, you know, if, if you're not, it, it's difficult to uh, kind of show forth that joy and spread the gospel. Well, I'm yeah. glad you mentioned love because, like, the image that comes to mind is, is you know, in a marriage, you got your honeymoon, and that's your that's like the wonderful experience. But then you have to get to the day to day, like, hey, honey, you take the trash out. Hey, honey, you pay the bills. You know, and that's not as sexy yeah. and romantic, you know, yep. as, as the rest. But that's actually where the love deepens. Definitely. And same with our walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think in in those especially in the moments, those things that like don't go well, right? It's it's not necessarily, I wouldn't recommend being like, you know, trying to figure out like where where was God in this or like getting upset because, um, you know, a lot of times, like you said, it's just an opportunity for like humility basically and, and to, to remind ourselves that we are dependent on God, right? And that he is all powerful and all wise. He sees further and wider than we do. And um, he's not he's not, he's not like a project, you know, like we're not going to just try to figure him out. Right. It's, it's more, this is a relationship. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the sufferings, at least in my life have brought me so much closer to him than the joys. Uh, so I'm very thankful for the, for that because it's an opportunity for growth. So, you know, one of the things that, uh, one of the ways in which we can kind of see God's presence in everyday life was, is the examine of St. Ignatius of Loyola. And I don't know if you've ever heard of that, uh, did you, did you go to a uh, Jesuit school at all? No, I College? did. No, I did uh, Sacred Heart. I thought it was Jesuit, but a lot of people are telling me I was wrong. Oh, Sacred Heart in Bridgeport? Fairfield, Bridgeport, Fair, yeah. Fairfield, sorry. Fairfield, Bridgeport, <laughs> Easton, Trumbull, whichever one you want. It's all around there. <laughs> it's Bridgeport. It's Bridgeport. It's Bridgeport. Okay, I know they moved the line around. Yes, they did. So yes, they did. They all at Fairfield, but no, it's Bridgeport. Park uh, Avenue. But... <laughs> No, yeah, Sacred Heart's not uh, Jesuit. Right, thank you. So, because because uh, for, for whatever reason, we had a Jesuit college fair in high school, and Sacred Heart's table was there, and I was like, oh, okay. So that's why I always wah, thought it was Jesuit. Wah, yeah, no. I, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> but Fairfield University is Fairfield University. Okay, is, is Jesuit. Yeah. All right, I went there. Yeah, they, they were they were also oh, at that fair. That. So I, I don't know if you had. Did you have any classes on Jesuit spirituality or? I think there was like one class on Catholicism, so oh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I, you know, that's I'm fair. That's fair. yeah. Um, I have my opinion. They, you know what? I, I, accounting major, great program. That's all I have to say. Good Catholicism campus ministry. Let's just leave it at that. But um, you <laughs> gotcha. know, I, I. So you say the, the exam was not a part of. It was not a part, but really. I did do some research in preparation for this uh, podcast, and uh, you know, I've heard bits and pieces of sort of the the steps, you know, for the exam. So I don't know, Father Joseph, do we want to go through it or? You yeah, know. real quick. I mean, yeah, yeah, five sure. steps that could be very helpful. To yeah, no, I, I, I honestly think I, I think it is very helpful. So, 
you know, number one is becoming aware of God's presence. So this is from, you can find it on IgnatianSpirituality.com too if you want to look back on it. But um, it's basically, you know, you're looking back on the day's events in the, in the company of the Holy Spirit and asking God for clarity and understanding. Um, number two, then you review the day with gratitude. So you kind of walk through the day and you note its joys and delights. You focus on the gifts. Um, you look at work you did, the people you interacted with, kind of just all the stuff that we've been talking about. Um, and you pay attention to the small things, you know, like the food you ate, the sights you saw. Then um, this IgnatianSpirituality.com, the third, their suggestions for the third are pay attention to your emotions. So reflect on your feelings. Um, so do you feel boredom, elation, resentment? And figure out what God is saying through those feelings. Um, and, you know, like God is in this step, he will probably show you the ways you fall short. So make a note of the faults and look deeply for implications. So like the example they give is, does a feeling of frustration mean that God wants you to maybe consider a new direction in some area of work? Um, or are you concerned about like a family member? Maybe you should reach out to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then choose one. So the next step is choose one feature of the day and pray from it. So, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to direct you to something during the day that God thinks is particularly important. Um, and just pray about it, whether it's like intercessory, intercessory, praise, repentance, gratitude. Um, and the final step is look forward to tomorrow. So, you know, turn, turn that into prayer, ask for God's guidance, ask for his help, pray for hope. And, um, this website in particular said, end the examine with a conversation with Jesus, right? Cause like, as you said, Father Joseph, we're in a relationship, right? Um, so, so yeah, we have to remember that we're not talking to a wall. We're talking to a living person. Right. Um, <laughs> exactly. And, and that's very important. So yeah, those are, uh, those are the steps and, um, you know, I think it's a great exercise to go through. I can't say I necessarily intend to do this exam in every night, but I do, you know, I don't, maybe I don't do all the steps, but kind of, you know, it yeah, is a good thing to self-reflect. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the elements that brings that, that kind of hits on is, is the idea of like being mindful of your, because sometimes we just go kind of coast through life and not really even paying attention to the food we're eating and the, and the feelings that we have, you know, mm-hmm. we just, it's on the next thing. So so I know it's been very trendy in, in the world to kind of practice mindfulness, but is that okay for a Catholic? Can we, can we, do we practice mindfulness? So I put a question mark by that word on the sheet you gave me. What do you mean by mindfulness? That's a great question. I think a lot of people... Because uh, if it means just being aware, I don't, I don't think the answer is, is no, but if it doesn't mean just being aware, then please explain. Yeah, I would say being aware. Okay, well, aware. is it bad for... Catholics to be aware, then no, I've been, I've, last couple years, I've realized just how aware of my surroundings and just like my everyday life I've been, you know, growing up, which I see now is a real rarity considering how much I remember and how much I know I've learned through my everyday life. And being aware has really made me think more about, okay, God's here. Like, where was God and all of this? And I've been able to track God in almost, you know, every day of my life. So if mindfulness means being aware, no, I think that actually is a very helpful thing. And then it would really improve someone's relationship with God. Because I've also learned ever since being more involved in the young adult Catholic community here that it's actually hard for people to feel close to God, which I find so bizarre because it's the only thing I've ever known. Really? Right. Wow. So I find that very bizarre that it's hard for people to get close to him where I've just, this is the only thing I've known. I just don't understand it. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know how to get close to him? You know, it's al- a true blessing for you. It's there. almost like when I said to that, my friend in high school, you know, do you pray? And he goes, 
well, I don't know how, which I thought was weird because we went to a Catholic school. I'm like, what have you been <laughs> learning? But I'm just like, well, you know, you talk to him. I talk to him like I talk to you. And he looked at me like, really? I'm like, yeah, why does that sound so strange? Like, I don't understand it. And that's just, I just want to show people, like, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it is literally that simple. Right. 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 I mean, right. Like, I wrote when we, we have the note here for St. Ignatius of Loyola's um, little practice thing here. And I just wrote next to it, I walk every day holding God's hand. I don't know how to discover something that I already have. Because that's a, that's a, what St. Like Ignatius, you're supposed to do, it's you're just supposed to discover how God is moving in your life. But God's with me every day. And Beautiful. I don't really have to think about it because I, I just know. It's awesome. I think the I think the one thing that some mindfulness courses that are not Catholic kind of they they can become a little bit navel gazing, like I'm focusing on me, but there's no transcendent reality. Right. Like, like we have to connect me to him, and that I think is what makes makes Catholic mindfulness different than perhaps like let's just be mindful of the food I ate. Well, that's great, but <laughs> what's the end result of that? You know. And there was a book written by uh, somebody from originally from St. John's Basilica, um, who has now moved up to Fairfield. Sad loss for Stanford, but Fairfield's not that far. Dr. Greg Vitaro, some of you, you know him, right? I do, yeah. Um, yep. He he gave a presentation. I'm not too familiar with Catholic mindfulness, honestly. I mean, I do think he, obviously he has a Catholic psych business and everything. I would just caution people, you know, like we said, in terms of defining mindfulness, there's certain, you know, Eastern mindfulness and everything that you need to steer clear of. But I think he, uh, Father Joseph, Father, or sorry, uh, Dr. Greg, Greg Bataro has some sort of Catholic spin. Again, I, yeah. I just really, I'm not. I have the book sitting on my shelf. It's called The Mindful Catholic that he wrote. Okay. And I have not yet read it. It's on my to-do list. Probably should have done that in preparation for this episode. Yeah, yeah. Mindful, I, I, I can't speak too much to it. Yeah. But but I think it's yeah it's, it's a powerful way just to be aware because he, one of the exercises I did page through and there was one ex- exercise I thought was funny because you never think of it he said he said put a raisin in your mouth and eat it no Gianna's giving me a look do you not like raisins I can't you can't give me a raisin and say eat it you have to hide it in something like chicken salad or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Okay. I don't, I don't like raisins either, but <laughs> what? Did you? Okay, time out here. Time okay, out. maybe if they're soaked in whiskey and a nice Irish whiskey cake for St. Patrick's Day, yes, that's another way I'll eat it. <laughs> I've never met people that didn't like raisins. I, I like really? raisins, it's like not raisins. Universal deliciousness. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, fine. You can use something else. You, you grew up in a different time, Father. <laughs> Too many of oh, those. Wait, 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 wait. Did you like the Sun Made Girl in the little raisin box? Oh, yeah, sure. Those are great. Those <laughs> I used good, to, I, still, for whatever reason, I loved raisins when I was like four and then five hit and all fruit, I was like, get away from me. Ugh. Really? <laughs> it's the sweetness. It's the sweetness. I'm a salty person. Ah. <laughs> salty in your personality? Or salty? <laughs> salty in your taste? Depends on the day, but continue. <laughs> continue. That's fair. So, That's fair. so put a raisin in your okay, mouth. Okay, so maybe not a raisin. All right, maybe something else. Put a banana in your mouth. I don't know. What else, what else do you like? I don't know. It's got to be something small. Something that okay, a chocolate not, chip. Chocolate chip. Put a chocolate chip okay. in your mouth, right? And, and you use your senses, the mm-hmm. ones that you can, you know, to kind of observe it. You know, you smell the chocolate, you taste it, you feel it in your mouth to just help you with that focus on like, like you are in the present moment. You're not thinking about your email. You're not thinking about what you're going to do later. You're just right there and just appreciating this, but also connecting to God, realizing like, Lord, thank you for making this chocolate chip that I'm currently enjoying. You know, I have a story actually just to relate to this because this is something everyone should do. So I was in college, it was my senior year. In the room I was staying in, there was no insulation, so it was freezing in there, right? I had a night before my fencing 
tournament the next day. You did fencing? I did fencing in college, That's yes. a whole new episode. We got to <laughs> talk about that. But <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, college, you normally have a lot of money. So I had this sweet potato that I bought. And I couldn't wait at the end of the day to make that sweet potato, right? So I make the sweet potato. It took like an hour for it to cook in the oven. It was a really big one, so it was thick. So <laughs> I got it. I put it in like a mug because I didn't have a plate, right? And I just went in my room and like I snuggled under my covers and I held my mug with the warm sweet potato in it to my chest. And I ate that sweet potato so slowly because it tasted so good. And it's all I had to eat for dinner that night. And I just said, this is a good moment. This is great. And I will not have a lot of moments like this in the future because I have a feeling I'll be really stressed out. So thank you, God, for giving me the sweet potato and this warmth that I feel now. And it's funny when you have very little... You appreciate that little that you have. So true. So much more you know, than when you have a whole seven-course meal. But Well, there's so much more to talk about, but unfortunately, we've ran out of time. So, <laughs> so tune in next week as we talk deeper about our walk with Christ and uh, you know, try to seek the Lord. So your, my challenge for you this week is to be grateful for the small things and to find God in both the blessings and the challenges of your everyday life. Because most of the time, we don't get these mountaintop experiences, but He speaks to us and He moves in ways that we can see and appreciate and understand. You can find us on Veritas Catholic Network, 1350 AM, and also uh, on the FM station as well, 103.9, and also wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in next time. God bless you.